Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hi, welcome back to Luke's English Podcast. This is the second part of a two-part episode all about zombies, okay? Uh, In the first part, I dealt with uh, a couple of things. We talked about the history of zombies in popular culture. We also talked about what zombies mean to us, why are we fascinated with zombies, We looked at the idea of the zombie as a metaphor for various other things. And we also went through a list of 32, or 31 in fact, 31 rules that you should follow if you want to stand a chance of surviving the zombie apocalypse. In this episode, in part two, we are going to go through a zombie survival quiz. I'm going to go through a zombie survival quiz. We're going to see how well I would survive in the case of a zombie apocalypse. And then when we've done that... We're just going to focus a little bit on some language. We're going to be looking at some grammar and we're going to study some conditionals. Okay, I've never done conditionals formally on the podcast before. So in this episode, we will be looking at various types of conditional structure in English. Basically, zero conditionals, first conditionals, second conditionals, third conditionals, and then mixed conditionals too. So you're going to get a bit of, uh, hopefully, a bit of enjoyable listening practice and a bit of grammar focus as well, okay? Also in the grammar section, we'll, we'll do a little bit of pronunciation too, all right? So I'm now going to go through a zombie survival quiz, and there are loads and loads and loads of these zombie survival quizzes online. All you need to do is go into Google and type in zombie survival quiz, and you'll find loads of different links. Some of them are good, some of them are not so good. Um, what I'm going to do now is just try and find a good one, or maybe two good ones, depends on how long it takes, and then I'm just going to go through it and give you my sort of um, thinking. Uh, I'm going to give you a commentary of my thoughts as I make each choice. And as I'm going through each choice, you can just kind of think about what you think is the right move and what the consequences of each move could be. And let's see if I make the same choice. Okay, so I'm now going to find a good zombie survival quiz or what I hope will be a good zombie survival quiz. And then we'll go through it together. Okay, I found one. And in fact, I didn't look very long. Uh, I thought to myself, oh, I could search through loads and loads of these quizzes until, you know, I find one. And in the end, I thought, I'll just go with the first one I I discover. So I just Googled zombie survival quiz. And the first link that I came to is called the ultimate zombie apocalypse survival quiz. The ultimate apocalypse the the ultimate zombie apocalypse survival quiz so it must be a good one if if they've called it the ultimate uh, zombie apocalypse survival quiz i suppose so and it's and you can find it just i'll in fact i'll leave a link to this on my webpage of course and it says welcome to the most comprehensive zombie apocalypse survival quiz you're likely to find a lot of thought time and effort went into the making of this quiz and i think you'll find it to be a bit different than other quizzes that you may have taken. Try it out, see how you score, and pass it on to your friends if you want to see among who among you would be the most likely to survive. If you have any questions, feel free to let me know. Well, thanks very much. Uh, okay, uh, it doesn't say who wrote this. Anyway, it says, click the arrows below to start the quiz and navigate through the sections. Need help? Click here. All right, I don't think I need help. Let's go. All right. Part one, how old are you? Oh, right, okay. Uh, 13 to 17, 18 to 25, 26 to 33, 34 to 40. Yeah, I'm 34 to 40, okay. Your gender is male, thank you. Where do you live? All right, this is quite in-depth, isn't it? Um, Metropolitan area, large city, suburbs or medium to large city, small to medium-sized town, rural area or country, or other. Well, I'm, I live right in the middle of Paris, 
um, which is probably a very bad place to be in the event of a zombie apocalypse, I'd imagine. And I've got, you know, an apartment on the sixth floor with a good sturdy heavy door, but I suppose they're not going to ask me that. Well, maybe they are going to ask me that. Anyway, I live in a metropolitan area in the middle of a large city, which it's not looking good, is it, ladies and gentlemen? It's not. Uh, If I lived in a castle in Scotland, I'd probably be all right. Anyway, what type of home do you reside in? A traditional house, apartment, dormitory or similar, a trailer or mobile home, or I'm homeless or I move around or other. Well, of course, I live in an apartment, a flat. What do you do for a living? Oh, okay. What, are you going to make some judgment on, on me based on my job? Um, maybe they are. I don't know if I don't know if I trust this test, but let's see. What do you do for a living? Well, I, the first option is I could tell you, but then I'd have to kill you. <laughs> Very funny. I'm a skilled worker, like a mechanic, electrician, or plumber. No. I work in the healthcare medical field. No, I don't. I'm in the military. No, I'm not in the military. Oh, I'm sure that would help. I work in retail or sales. No, I don't. I work in law enforcement, security, or am a firefighter. No, although I'm sure that being a firefighter would help. I work in food service. No, I work in an office. No, I'm an artist, musician, or entertainer. Well, yeah. Something else that isn't listed here. I'm a jack-of-all-trades. I'm unemployed, or I've never had a job. Well, something else that isn't listed there, really. I'm an English teacher. But you know what? I'm going to say that I'm an artist, musician, or entertainer. Okay, I'm sure that's not going to help me at all. (laughs) It's probably the worst thing to be, you know, if you're an artist and the zombie apocalypse arrives. It's like, well, you know, how are we going to fight the zombies? Well, I could paint a picture. I'll write a song about it. Oh, zombies. No, it's not going to help you at all, is it? How would you rate your physical condition? Okay, we've got, are you kidding? I exercise every day. No, I don't exercise every day. Next one is, I'm not a health nut, but I'm in pretty good shape. Eh. Next one is, I could use a little work. And then, eh, I've kind of let myself go. And then none of these answers really suit me. To be honest, maybe I'm a bit generous with myself, but I would say I'm not a health nut, but I'm in pretty good shape. Okay. Uh, Next, do you have any vices or addictions? Don't worry. I won't tell anyone if you do. We've got, I'm a smoker. I like to drink a lot. I use a street drug at more than just a recreational level. So you're a drug addict. I'm a bit of a gambler, you could say. And then nope, not really. And then something else not listed here. Well, I, I, you know, I like to have a drink, but I don't drink a lot. I'm not a drug addict. I'm going to say something else not listed here. All right. Do you have any special needs or medical conditions? No, not really. It says, yes, I have a serious disease or condition that requires regular medical maintenance. No. Yes, I have a mental or neurological disorder, a learning disability or something similar. No. Yes, I have a special dietary need. No, 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 nothing really. Okay. If you've answered yes to anything in the previous section, do you regularly take medicine? No, I don't. All right. God, this is very thorough, isn't it? My God, it's like a personality test. How would you describe your knowledge or level of experience with medicine or healthcare? Uh, basic, I haven't had any kind of training. No. Average, I don't work in healthcare field, but I know some basics and I have had at least one class in first aid. I think that applies to me. I'm not a medical professional anyway. How good would you say you are in the kitchen? Well, I'm English. So I'm sort of medium, I, I would say. Um, how go- I'm an English man, so it's not looking good. Uh, so great. I spend a lot of time cooking and preparing meals. No, not as much as I should. Great. I have extensive experience with food preparation. Not really. Very good. I'm confident in the kitchen. No. And then we got, hmm, I do ramen noodles and, and, and bake beans on toast. Okay. I think that's the one for me. Okay. But what if there's no kitchen? Do you know how to start a fire to cook with? Yes, I do know how to start a fire, actually. I used to live in the countryside when I was a kid and with my friends. Maybe I shouldn't have been doing it, but we did spend some time fooling around in the woods, starting fires and stuff. So yes, I do need, I do know how to start fires. Um, how about transportation? So I've got, I can drive an automatic. Yes, I can. I can drive a manual. Yes, I can. I can ride a bike. Yes, I do a lot of walking. Yes, I've, dr- I've driven a vehicle 
for a living? No, and I know how to swim. Okay, fine. What about navigation? I can't, can we get through this? I want to get, I want to fight some zombies. What about navigation? How good at you at finding your way around? Pretty good, I would say. How would you rate your endurance, my stamina? Hmm. I'm not really sure. I'm going to put that. Okay, let's get on. Come on, let's get some zombies. Where are the zombies? Have you ever had any training in combat or self-defense techniques? Not really, no. Have you ever been in a fight or physical altercation? Well, what, when I was a kid, a few times, but not really. Uh, No, I would say no. I try to avoid physical confrontations. I use diplomacy. I I use persuasive skills. But you can't persuade with a, with a zombie, can you? Um, hello, zombie. Yes, I realise that you'd like to eat my brains, but maybe if we could just, um, you know, come to some sort of a... No, it's not going to work. Have you ever fired a gun? Yes, I have. A few times, just for fun. I've fired a three fifty seven Magnum uh, in the firing range. Uh, do I actually own a gun? No. How about blunt objects? Do you have any of the following items in your home? Baseball bat? No. Crowbar? No. A crowbar is like a metal bar that you would use to open a, to force a door to open. No, I don't. Golf clubs? No. Sledgehammer, mallet or large hammer? Yes. A shovel? You'd use a shovel to dig in the ground. No. Other? Yeah, I've got a guitar. I've got a Fender precision bass. That's a heavy weapon. Um, all right. What about sharp or pointy things? I've got a good set of knives in the kitchen. Uh, I have an axe. Yes. I don't have a machete. I don't have a sword. So I've just got an axe and a, and a knife. Okay. Uh, maybe you have a small arsenal. That's not the football club. Uh, it means a, a collection of weapons. So maybe you have a small arsenal. Maybe you don't. But can you improvise? All right. Sure, I can think of a lot of things I could make weapons out of. Nah, I'm not sure I could improvise. I'm not really good at making weapons. I've never had to do that. Speaking of hiding... How good are you? I'm, I'm pretty good at hiding, actually. I would say I'm awesome. People usually just give up when I play hide-and-seek because I'm like a ninja. I can just disappear into, well, under the bed, in a cupboard, that kind of thing. Could you climb if needed to? Yes, I have been known to do some rock climbing. So, yeah, I would say I'm like a spider monkey. Yes, I can climb. Oh, flipping heck. Just too much stuff. We need to get to the zombies. All this personality stuff. Okay, I'll go through it quickly. What do you usually do when you're faced with a difficult task? Well, I think I try and do my best. Um, I think I, I, I'd say I keep at it and eventually I'll succeed. That's it. I've got to be positive. How would you rate your diet and nutrition? I would say I'm, I'm pretty good. I do the best I can but I'm not on a special diet. Do I have any special skills? (laughs) Oh, well, uh, podcasting. Uh, I am the guy who won three Macmillan Dictionary Awards. Although, again, I don't think that would come in useful uh, if the zombies attacked. Can you imagine that? The zombies are at my door. (gasps) And I'm like, you're listening to Luke's English Podcast. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about uh, the imminent threat of a zombie attack. I don't think that would help me, would it? So, I'm good at building or fixing things. No. I know how to hunt or fish. No. I'm a natural leader. I'm good with people. Yes. I'm great at organising. Not really. I have experience with gardening or farming. No. None of the above. Well, I'm good at... I'm, I'm pretty good with people. How do you usually spend your free time? I like to read, watch TV, listen to music, stuff like that. Yeah. Video games. Yeah. DIY. It's like building stuff in your house. No. Hanging out with my friends, doing whatever I want. Artsy hobbies like painting or photography. All of the above. I have lots of interests. I think it's all of the above. The great outdoors. Do you love it or do you hate it? Hate? Hape? Hape it? That's not even a word. Maybe I've just created a new word. I don't love it. I don't hate it. I, I hape it. Which is even stronger than hate. Um, the great outdoors. I'm, I'm, I love it. I like the peacefulness of being out in nature, away from all the craziness. Despite the fact that I live in the middle of a city, I do uh, like uh, being outdoors in the countryside. Okay, part five. Finally, we're into the zombie bit. Okay. So they've assessed my personality. Let's see how I actually deal with specific things. So we have this situation. You've been walking alone for what seems like days 
and you've not seen a single living soul. Finally, you spot a group of perhaps a dozen survivors from a distance. A dozen means um, about 12. So I can see a a group of um, maybe 12 survivors from a distance. What do you do? Here are the options. Discreetly observe them from a distance before deciding how to proceed. That's quite a good idea because they might not be friendly. They might be zombies as well. I don't know yet. We don't know. Maybe one of them's been bitten. It might not be a good idea to immediately go up to them and go, Hello, my name's Luke Thompson. It's lovely to meet you. No, that might be a bad idea. They might consider me to be a threat. I think it might be a good idea to discreetly observe them from a distance. Here's another option. Start running towards them, waving your arms and shouting hello. Can you imagine that? Hello! Hello! Again, too noisy, attracting too much attention. I don't think so. Walk up to them and introduce yourself. No? Sneak up and kill them all. After all, they might have some useful supplies. Now, the first thought is like, no, you can't do that. I can't just kill them. I mean, okay, we're in an apocalypse, but... There's no reason for for me to just abandon all my morals. No, I I refuse to do that. No, I'm not like the others. I'm not going to become a murderer. And then finally, none of the above or something else if not described here. Okay, I'm going to discreetly observe them from a distance before deciding what to do next. Okay, next question. You come across a group of people who are in the middle of a heated argument over some looted food and supplies. Looted means that they've stolen it from a shop or from a house. So there are a couple of people, a group of people, having a big argument about some food and supplies that they've stolen from a shop. One guy is very aggressively asserting that most of the items should go to him, since he helped them survive the trip and carried most of the loot out of the building. The other people, and that's a family of three, want to do a 50-50 split between themselves and the other guy. Things are getting pretty ugly, they're arguing. And the family pleads for your help. What do you do? All right. Now, remember the rules from the previous episode. You've got to be ruthless. Okay. So the first option is offer to help, but then grab as much of the food as you can and run away. Um, I think that's a pretty stupid move because they're just going to try and kill me and stop me, aren't they? And if I'm holding all that food, I'm not going to be able to run very fast. No, I don't like that option. What do you think? I wanted to make sure that you keep... You're with me here, aren't you, ladies and gentlemen? You're with me on this decision-making adventure. The first one, offer offer to help and then run away with all the food. Nah, not wise. Second of all, kill them all and then then take whatever you can carry. No, I'm I'm not going to become a ruthless psychopath, okay? Um, Not at this stage, anyway. Maybe later, if I have to, I might have to kill. If, If there's some bad guy who's threatening me and it's me and him... Yeah, I'd kill the guy if I had to. But I'm not going to just kill a family just for some beans or something. We're not there yet. No way. I'm not like the others. Um, The other option is try to reason with the aggressive guy. Like, hey, hey, hey. Hey, man, chill out. It's okay. There's enough food for everyone. Ah, It's going to be all right. Just put the guns down, man. Nah, I don't think it's going to work. Again, I'd sort of rather just do nothing, just watch from a distance. Can I just watch from a distance in every in every question? Um, so I'm not going to try and reason with the aggressive guy. Next one is just kill the aggressive guy. He seems dangerous, and you doubt that you could reason with him. Seems like a bit of an easy option. It's like, oh, I don't know what to do. That guy's a bit aggressive. I'll just kill him. No, I'm not going to become a murderer, as I've said. Next one is politely say that it's none of your business and walk away. So the family are going, excuse me, excuse me, can you help us? He's trying to take our food away from us. And we, we just got this from the building and this guy's trying to take the food. And you go, well, um, you know, uh, I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that it's very important for you, but I'm afraid it's none of my business. Uh, good day. And walk away. Hmm. Or maybe none of the above or something else not described here. Ladies and gentlemen, what shall I do? I don't like any of the options. There, there's a family there. Ah, the child is crying. They want the food. The The guy wants to take all of it. Oh, my God. Am I really going to let this guy take the food away? Um, am I going to get involved? <sighs> hmm. I have to be ruthless. 
and yet my 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 instinct tells me I need I should try and help the family. Maybe I should just kill everyone. No, but that's no that's no way to deal with problems. Hmm. I think you know what? I'm going to try to reason with the aggressive guy. Only a little bit. And if it's if he's if it doesn't work, then uh, I'll just give up. But I might just say, "Hey man, hey, hey." <laughs> I don't think that's the way to do it. That's I'd probably say Look, there's enough food. Don't you think you could share it with these people? Look, this child is hungry. They helped you at least find the place. Can't you share it? Look, if anyone's going to survive, we need to work together. And if you don't, then I kill you. But anyway, just can you share the food? No? All right. Okay. Let's, there's no need to fight each other. We've got zombies to deal with. There's, we shouldn't be fighting against each other. If we work together, we can get out of this situation. That's what I would do. I'd be like a kind of a diplomatic hero. You know, like in a movie or something. I'd shout louder than everyone else and everyone would then respect me and I'd be a leader. <laughs> I'm going to try and reason with the aggressive guy. Okay. Still haven't met any zombies yet. Where are the zombies? This is like one of those movies where you go to a movie, you want to see some action and nothing happens for ages and ages. It's like one of those films. Um... Okay, here's the next question. You've just obtained a fair amount of supplies from an abandoned store, including some much-needed food and medicine. On the way back to your home, you're stopped by a group of survivors who demand that you give them everything you're carrying or they'll kill you. What do you do? Oh, God, do they have... It's like they have to have everything or they'll kill me? Bastards. I just found all this stuff for myself. Bastards. Okay, here are the options. You say that they can have the food, but then whip out your weapon to attack as soon as you set down your bag of supplies. You're not giving up you're not giving up your stuff without a fight. Okay, so do one of those. Yeah, okay, yeah, let me just put the bag down. Okay, hands in the air. Alright, one of those things. Or I do this. I threaten them back. So they're saying to me, Give us the food or we're gonna shoot you. And I'd say Get out of my face or I'm going to shoot you right back. There aren't that many of them. You're pretty sure you can take them on if the situation escalates. Yeah, because I'm Luke, I'm Luke from Luke's English Podcast. I'll just, I'll just shoot them all like Clint Eastwood. Okay, this is clearly a fantasy. Tell them that they can have the supplies as long as they leave you alone. Which is like, you can have everything you want. Just don't touch me. Just not the face, okay? Not the face. Scream that there are zombies right behind them. And then make a run for it while they're discra- distracted. That classic trick. Oh my god, there's something behind you! And then run away. That could work. I might go for that option. I quite like that. The sort of, they're saying, give us all the stuff, we're going to shoot you! And then you kind of look really shocked and surprised, looking behind them. <gasps> oh my god, look behind you! And then when they turn around, you run away. It's not going to work. They're just going to run after me or shoot me. Um... I quite like that, though, as a solution, but it's a bit stupid. Offer to share the supplies with them. You can say, look, there's no need for violence. I've got loads of stuff here. You can have 15% of it. No? Okay, 20%. All right, fine. You can have you can have 85% of it. To be honest, I don't need all of this stuff. Let's share it. We don't need to start killing each other for this. It's just super noodles and baked beans, for goodness sake. That bread, that bread is way past its sell-by date. You can have that. Um, okay, offer to share the supplies. Fine. Yell for help, hoping that someone will come to your rescue. Like, <laughs> that's pathetic, isn't it? Give us the food, we're going to blow you away. Help! No, that's not going to work. Or just none of the above. Or something else that's not described here. Okay, let's imagine I'm there I'm outside the, the quickie mart... I've got loads of food and a gang of people suddenly stand in front of me in the street. And it's a bit like some Clint Eastwood film. <whistles> and, I, and they say, give us the food or we'll shoot you. And I, what would I do? I think I'd just, I think, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do the old, I'm going to do the first option. Say that they can have the food and then whip out my weapon and shoot them all. Because I think I'm that awesome. I think I could do it. It's like, okay, let me just put the bag down. And 
and get a machine gun out of the bag and shoot everyone. That's what I'm going to do. Okay? I'm going to go get Hollywood on their asses. <laughs> All right? Okay. Dealt with that situation. No problem. And now I've got loads of beans to deal with. Yum, yum, yum. Now, next question. How's your tolerance for blood, gore, violence, and death? Well, I love zombie films. I'm quite tolerant of that kind of stuff. So here are the options. I can't stand the sight of blood and gore. Nope, I don't mind. Next one is, uh, I'm fairly desensitised. I've seen a lot in my line of work. Well, I've never really seen much blood or gore as an English teacher, so that's not really true. Next one is, I can take it. I watch a lot of scary movies and I play a lot of video games. I think that's the one for me. Now that the other one is like, well, I usually try not to look, really. No. Um, oh, I don't know, but I think I'd just, I think I'd probably be able to handle just about anything. Yeah, maybe. And finally, I don't tolerate violence in any form. Well, that's clearly not my case, is it? So either I'm the one who plays lots of video games or I don't know. I don't know, but I think I'd be able to handle just about anything. I'm going to go for that one. I think I could handle just about anything. <laughs> I probably couldn't. I'd probably see a few, you know, guts and I'd be like, ah, run away. I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, next question. You have a fairly... Where are the zombies? Ah, oh, there's only a few zombie questions. This is a bit of crap. I'm going to do another one after this. Okay. Next one is, you have a fairly large laceration on your arm. A laceration basically is a cut. Why have I got a large laceration on my arm? Okay. You think you got it when you were squeezing into a hiding space a couple of days ago, but you're not sure what you got cut with. So I'm not sure what cut me. I'm not sure how I got cut. You were able to stop the bleeding at the time using a piece of your shirt. And you didn't think it needed stitches, but now the cut is very sore, swollen and itchy. And the entire area around the cut is hot and red. Oh my God, it's infected. You decide to check out an empty pharmacy and see what you can find. The following are items that you find in the pharmacy that are not damaged and can be assumed safe to use. Which ones will you take with you to treat your wound? Oh God, I need to know. I need to know the all the different types of medicine. Okay. A package of sterile gauze dressing. Yes. A bottle labelled povidone iodine. Yes, because that's a kind of disinfectant. A bottle of pills labelled levoflocacin. Levoflocacin. 250 milligrams. No idea what that is. Another bottle of pills labelled acetaminophen 500 milligrams 500 milligrams i reckon that's paracetamol i'm going to have that a tube called by 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 kita bakitracin don't know what that is i can't risk it a bottle of pills labeled fluoxetine 20 milligrams don't know what they are a tube labeled chlorimazole what Sounds like an Italian cheese. Chlorimetazole. Well, I quite like cheese. I'm going to take that. A large box of adhesive bandages. Yep. All of the above. I try them all. Something's bound to help. Uh, Hmm. Well, I don't know what any of those pills are, but it's going to be one of three things. Either number one, they're all antibiotics and they all help the infection. Or number two, they're poison, they kill me, I die. Never mind, it's the end of the world anyway, it doesn't matter. Option number three, they get me really high. All right, I'm going to take all of them. All of the above. Because it's basically two out of three are good. Either I get cured from the infection or I get really high uh, or I die. So two out of three is not bad. I'm going to take all of the drugs. Okay, next question. You're in a basement looking for supplies and zombies. I mean, I'd like to see a zombie. I'd like to at least see one. Okay, suddenly zombies start breaking in the door at the top of the stairs. It's not good. You don't know how many there are, but it sounds like more than just a couple. Oh, God. 
You quickly scan the room for something to defend yourself with. Like, where's, what can I defend myself with? Looking around the room. I scan the room. You see a long metal pipe, some old chairs, an old hunting rifle and a box of ammo, and a chainsaw and an old gas can. For the purpose of this question, you can safely assume that all the weapons are in working condition. What do you do? Okay, so we've got a hunting rifle, like a long gun for hunting. I've got a metal pipe. I've got some old chairs. I've got um, a chainsaw. You know, one of those things. And I've got an old gas can, which is probably full of fuel. All right. Here are the options. Grab the gun and position yourself in the corner furthest from the stairs. Okay. Now, if I... The gun seems to be the good good thing. Can't I have the gun and the chainsaw? Apparently not. Grab the gun, position myself in the corner. Now, it might seem like a good idea to use the gun, but no, I'm not going to use the gun. Because um, I'm not very good at shooting. I'm not accurate. And these old-fashioned guns, you need to load them yourself. <coughs> you know? You've got to load it every every bullet into the gun one by one it's not an automatic rifle it's a manual one it's going to take too long to load each gun each bullet and i need to be accurate i need to shoot them all in the head no i'm not using the gun next one is grab the pipe and get into a strategic position near the bottom of the steps hopefully you can stun them as they come down and escape up the steps. i'm not going to be able to stun them to stun a zombie means hit it and it sort of like can't move for a while no that's ridiculous I need to deal with them. I need to kill them. Okay? Next one is grab the chainsaw and the gas can. Fire it up. Get ready to dismember some zombies. So the gas can, I suppose, means it's full of uh, fuel. So I can fill up the chainsaw with fuel. And then start killing a few zombies. That's clearly the best idea, isn't it? Just use the chainsaw. Just go for the heads. It's going to get messy. I'm going to get covered in zombie juice. But I think that's probably the best way to deal with it. Grab the chainsaw, cut off some heads. I think so. Next option is hide near the steps as best you can, planning to wait until they've all come down the steps and then make a run for it. So they come down the steps and I run away? No. They're coming down the steps to get me. They're not just going to let me run past them. And then next one, try to barricade the door with some of the chairs. Hopefully it will buy you enough time to find a good hiding place or come up with another plan. So I block the door, barricade the door with the chairs? No. No, don't be ridiculous. There's too many of them. And the next one is none of the above or something else. Well, it's clearly the chainsaw. I'm going to I'm going to go to town on these zombies. This is what I've been waiting for. It's time to chop off a few heads with a chainsaw. I think the chainsaw is not as good as the samurai sword because it's so noisy, but it's pretty good. Okay, here's the, here's the second to last question. And it says, From the vantage point of your hiding spot, you see zombies surrounding an overturned car. You can hear someone screaming in terror from inside the car. There's no one else around. You can count at least a dozen zombies. That's 12 again. It's always a dozen, isn't it, in this quiz? But there might be more. What do you do? Okay, so there's there's a car. I'm in a safe place. I can see a car that's upside down. There's a person screaming inside the car. And there's about 12 zombies around the car. What am I going to do? Can I just go home, please? Apparently not. So, you grab whatever weapons you have and do whatever you can to save the person. You can't just sit there and watch them die. True. And it could be a really gorgeous girl, couldn't it? It could be like just someone really fit it could be some really fit girl and if i save her then you know then she becomes my girlfriend doesn't she (laughs) because there's no one else she's got no choice it's unlikely it's unlikely and anyway i love my 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 fiance don't i so i'm not thinking about other women (laughs) oh no 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 um all right next one is you try to create a distraction to direct the zombies away from the car Hopefully the person will be able to get away on their own. I'm not going to do that. If I do that, the zombies are just going to come and eat me, aren't they? Next one is, you cover your ears and wait it out. Just wait. Hopefully it'll be over soon. So you just cover your ears. Ah, I don't like it. When's it going to finish? Just hope that it's going to finish soon. No, can't do that, can I? You use the opportunity to your advantage. With the zombies distracted, 
you'll be able to sneak past and get to your destination much easier. Ah, oh, or none of the above, or something else not described here. All right, maybe actually, actually, maybe I'm going to go for the distraction. But I'm what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw something. You know the classic throw something, make a noise in the other the other direction. The zombies go. Ugh! But why would the zombies like leave a person in a car? Compared to like a person in a car that they can definitely get to the sound of like a rock falling, uh, um, you know, a rock hitting the ground a few meters away. They're going to stick with the car, aren't they? My distraction plan's not going to work. Grab whatever weapons you have and do whatever you can to save the person. Maybe I could do that. It doesn't say what kind of weapons I've got. I do have a hunting rifle and a chainsaw. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to use the chainsaw. I'm going to go to town on these zombies too. I'm good at killing groups of 12 zombies. I'm going to chop their heads off with a chainsaw. No problem. I've got a chainsaw. They've got no chance. They're not going to get anywhere near me. I'm going to go for option one. I'm going to grab my weapons and I'm going to get medieval on their asses. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Finally, have you spent any amount of time thinking about what you would do in case of zombies? Well, yeah, I have. I have, haven't I? I've thought, I have thought about it. it. You know, it's a bit weird, but I have. So all the time, I have it all planned out, man. No, I don't have it all planned out. But my friends and I joke around about it, but not too seriously. Yeah, a little bit. The next option is the thought has crossed my mind. Well, it hasn't just crossed my mind. I've thought about it in a bit more detail. In fact, I've done a whole bloody podcast about it. So I think that my friends and I joke around about it, but not seriously. That's probably the one. That's the end of the quiz. Let's see if I survive. I'm going to click the button that says, will you survive? Let's see. (sighs) My God. I scored 67.5%. It's not good enough. It says, not bad, you ranked somewhere in the middle. You could do worse, but then again, you could do better. Now might be a good time to buy a machete and stock up on canned foods. Uh, all right, that's it? That's it? Does it not tell me, doesn't tell me where I went wrong? Ah, uh, okay. Well, okay, right. What I'm going to do is, um, I'm going to post that, uh, that quiz on the, on the webpage for this episode and you can do it yourself maybe you can do better than me you know what i chose to do in each case maybe when you do it you'll um you'll you'll have more luck than me um so that was the ultimate zombie survival the, the ultimate zombie apocalypse survival quiz i'm now just adding that uh, url to the webpage here uh so the ultimate zombie survival quiz there it is um and uh let's do another one all right let's try another one i'm going to pause it and uh find another one and then and it should be a good one with lots of zombies in it and then i'll come back to you hopefully this won't be a very long quiz this one let's see okay what i found here is um this is on the walking dead website this is on amc's website and this is the Walking Dead survival test. There's, there's some music in the background. If you're a fan of the TV show The Walking Dead, you know, AMC's TV show, previously on AMC's The Walking Dead. Um, you know, well, okay, let's see. Let's, let's begin. Oh, it's a bit scary. Oh, oh, a bit scared. Okay, the government has ordered... There's seven questions, okay. Oh, I've got a time limit as well. God. The government has ordered a mandatory evacuation in the wake of a major outbreak of a mysterious disease sweeping the area. What do you do? Get my family, grab a gun, make that a lot of guns, and hit the road. Uh, Find my children and keep them safe. No. (laughs) I'm going to hit the road. Impulsively run to ground zero. Oh, fuck. I'm going to get a gun. Okay. Jesus, you don't have much time. Grabbing a gun, and I'm going to hit the road. It's clearly the right thing to do. You enter an abandoned town and decide to stay the night. Where do you sleep? In the grocery store. It has few exits and hopefully some canned food. Not a bad idea. 
Uh, I'm not spending the night here. I'm going to go back to where I know it's safe. Nah. In an abandoned house. Might as well treat my family to some creature comforts for a night. Nah. No time for creature comforts. Sleep? I'll only sleep after I've scoped out every building in town. No, I need to sleep. Find the tallest structure in town. Ah, uh, grocery store. Food. That's what I'm going for. I'm hungry. Blimey. This is more realistic, isn't it? Because of the time limit. A zombie-like walker is attacking someone whom you don't get along with. So a, a, a zombie is attacking someone who I don't like. Don't help him. It's no good to my loved one's dead. He's worth it. He's not... Oh, fuck. Immediately call someone experienced to help. No. Rush to his aid. He's a human being. We're all in this together. That's what I'm doing. Oh, God. Am I going to make it? Question four. Your best friend shows up with a flesh wound. What do you do? Tie him down and make sure it's not a walker bite. Then dress the wound and give him water. That's a good one. Who cares? Friendship is a dead concept. No. Shoot him. He's probably turning into a walker. No, no, no. Not yet. Comfort him and stay close. If he turns, I'll kill him. He's my responsibility. Meh. Keep my distance. If he's been bitten, I can't risk exposing myself. I'm going to comfort him and stay close. No, I'm going to tie down and make sure it's not a walker bite. Tie him down and make sure it's not a walker bite. Okay. Oh, goodness me. Oh, my God. Question number five. A fellow survivor threatens to kill you if you don't hand over that last can of beans. What are you going to do? Hand over the can. I bet I can find some more food later. All right. Please, I'll kill him if he doesn't hand over that extra blanket he's been hiding. What? Offer to share it with him. No. Grab a gun and try not to look as scared as I feel. Take his weapon and give him some beans. I'm just going to hand over the can. I don't care. It's just some beans. It's not worth being killed for some beans. Oh, God. Okay, question six. You encounter a cagey, a suspicious survivor who claims that he has food and supplies at his camp. What are you going to do? Keep my distance and prepare to run back to my own camp. That's obvious. The guy's exactly what I've been looking for. Huh? Grill him. Question him. No, agree to go with him, but make sure I've got plenty of backup. I'm going to agree to go with him, but make sure I've got, like, weapons and backup. That's probably a really bad idea. Oh, the zombies are going to get me. Question seven. Walkers, that zombies, have attacked, and everyone else is dead. How do you react? Shrug. Uh, never mind. Fewer mouths to feed, as far as I'm concerned. No. Fall into despair. No, no time for that. Grab a gun and start killing walkers with a vengeance. I quite like that one. I'm too hungry to care right now. And I've been here before. I'd force myself to look for other survivors again. I'm going to grab a gun and start killing walkers with a vengeance. I'm going to go on a kill frenzy. Ah, uh... oh, brilliant. I made it. Your skills, your survival skills rank you as a natural leader. I knew it. I knew I was a, a natural leader. Um, you're, you're likable and resourceful. So others tend to follow you, even when they're not sure that you're right. Truth be told, you're not sure. You're not always sure either. Okay? Cool-headed and fair, you have an innate humanity, as well as good marksmanship. That means I'm good with a gun. That serves you well in tough times. Fiercely protective of your family, you will do anything to keep them safe. But attempting to keep hope alive in the face of unending death and cruelty is beginning to wear on you and you're beginning to fear that you're losing your humanity how long can you hang on to your old self all right quite pleased with that result apparently i'm a natural leader that's good um and i think i'm similar to the character of rick from the walking dead uh, who's the main character all right that was quite a good one i think that's probably enough in terms of the zombie survival quiz stuff that was perfect. It was kind of quick and dramatic. That's exactly what I was looking for. Let's move on now in the latter stage here of this episode to look at conditionals. I hope that you haven't been waiting out for this one. Anyway, here we go. Part three, conditionals. So in this bit, I'm going to explain the conditional structures and give some examples. For pronunciation, you should repeat the sentences after me. So listen for connected speech and weak forms. Generally speaking, conditionals refer to sentences with an if clause, that's the conditional clause, and a consequence clause, okay? Sometimes the if clause comes first, sometimes the consequence clause comes first, followed by the if clause. They go in both ways. Sometimes other conjunctions are used, like when, or as soon as, or unless, 
Okay, so we start with zero conditionals. So these are used to refer to facts that are always true and the consequences that always happen. So it's a present tense in the if clause and then a present tense in the consequence clause too. Okay, for example, when the sun comes up, the day begins. Or when the sun goes down, the night time begins and all the evil monsters come out. All right, so it's just a present tense and a present tense. Sometimes we use when instead of if, and this just emphasizes that this always happens. Using if suggests that it doesn't always happen, but nevertheless, the consequence is always true. Okay, for example, if I talk about zombies, my girlfriend gets scared. Okay, um, you could also say when I talk about zombies, my girlfriend gets scared, or every time I talk about zombies, my girlfriend gets scared, or whenever I talk about zombies, my girlfriend gets scared. In fact, it's probably more true to say whenever I talk about zombies, my girlfriend gets annoyed, to be honest. Um, also, we can use imperatives, like instructions or imper imperatives in the conditional clause. For example, if I get bitten, if I get bitten, shoot me in the head before I turn into a zombie. That's an imperative, isn't it? If this happens, do this. If I get bitten, shoot me in the head. Okay? First conditionals. These are used to talk about a future event which you think is likely and its logical consequence. It uses a present tense in the if clause and a future form in the consequence. So that future form is often will, but it could be going to, for example. Make sure that you don't put will or any future form into the if clause. So remember, if and will makes teacher kill. Remember that? Okay. So you've got things like, shh, be quiet. If you make too much noise, you'll attract more zombies. Be quiet. If you make too much noise, you'll attract more zombies. Or if we see another, if we see another zombie again, I'll lose my mind. If we see another zombie again, I'm going to lose my mind. Okay. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do if we see another zombie. <laughs> um, you can use when to emphasize that you think it's definitely going to happen. When we arrive, we'll need to check all the rooms for walkers. All right. In The Walking Dead, they don't call them zombies. They call them walkers. Carl, when we arrive, we'll need to check all the rooms for walkers. For example, use as soon as to emphasize that the consequence will happen immediately. For example, as soon as he comes into the room, I'll smash him in the head with this baseball bat. As soon as he comes into the room, I'll smash him in the head with this baseball bat. Okay? Like, there's a... Oh, God, there's a zombie outside. What are we going to do? Um, um, okay, look. Open the door a little bit, and as soon as he comes in, I'll smash him on the head. As soon as he comes in, I'll smash him in the face with a, with a baseball bat. <laughs> That's maybe not a sentence you're going to need to use on a daily basis, but nevertheless... Uh, we're practicing grammar, aren't we? We're trying to make it fun. So let's move on to second conditionals. And by the way, when we're done here, I'm going to run through those sentences again and give you a chance to repeat them after me. Okay? Uh, we'll focus a little bit on the pronunciation. So second conditionals, we use these when you're talking about hypothetical future or present events, not the past. Okay? Second conditionals use a past form, but we're not talking about the past. We're talking about hypothetical future or present. For the future, it means things that you don't expect to happen. That's why they're hypothetical. You don't think they're likely to happen, but you're just speculating on them anyway. So we're speculating on, a, on sort of hypothetical future or present things. If you think that these things are likely, you use first conditionals. If you think they're unlikely, you speculate about them with second conditionals, okay? So with the second conditional, you use a past tense in the if clause, often past simple tense, and then you use would uh, in the other clause, okay? Be careful, don't put would in the if clause, because if and would is never good, except in some situations. So if and will makes teacher kill, and if and would is never good. Well, sometimes it's okay. All right. So here are some examples. If I met a zombie in real life, I'd probably be fine. Slightly arrogant uh, statement there. Yeah, if oh, I'm fine. If I met a zombie in real life, oh, I'd, I'd probably be fine. No problem. 
Or, you'd be screwed if you met a zombie in real life. You'd be screwed if you met a zombie in real life. And uh, I reckon I'd survive if a zombie outbreak happened. No problem. (laughs) Uh, It's also for imagining an alternative present. For example, if I was a zombie, I'd just stay at home. Um, Or, if I were you, I'd get yourself a weapon. If I were you, I'd get yourself a weapon. So we can see there that we're talking about the present, aren't we? If I was a zombie. If I were you. Um, all right. Remember that f- that phrase, if I were you. It's a very common uh, way of giving advice. If I were you, I would blah, blah, blah. If I were you, I'd get yourself a weapon. All right. And then that, mo- that takes us on to the third conditionals. And we're flying through this fairly quickly. Okay. I expect you've done a bit of work on conditionals before. If you want to do more practice, then, you know, open a grammar book. Get yourself a copy of English Grammar in Use or something like that. Do some practice. Okay, so with third conditionals, here we are imagining an alternative past. Okay? So it's not the real past, but it's a hypothetical one. Maybe we're looking at past events and imagining how things could have been different. Or we're just sort of speculating on the past. Okay? Um, So we use had and a past participle in the if clause, it looks like past perfect. It's not really past perfect because it operates differently, but it's the same form. Had plus, had plus a past participle in the if clause. And then we use would and have and past participle in the other clause. This one's a bit tricky because of all the auxiliary verbs. Okay, Would have done. If I hadn't done this, then I would have done this. Also, people mix up second and third conditionals because they think that because there's a past simple form in a second conditional, then we're talking about the past. But no, we use third conditionals to talk about the past. Um, Here are some examples. God, if you hadn't saved me, I would have been absolutely fucked. All right. If you hadn't saved me, I would have been absolutely fucked. Thank goodness you saved me. So what actually happened there is that you saved me and I wasn't absolutely fucked. If you hadn't saved me, I would have been absolutely fucked. Or if he'd been more careful, he wouldn't have got. If he'd been more careful, he wouldn't have got bitten. The fact is that he wasn't careful. He got bitten. If he'd been more careful, he wouldn't got. I can't speak language. If he'd been more careful, he wouldn't have got bitten. It's his fault, and we wouldn't have survived very long if we hadn't stayed together. We wouldn't have survived very long if we hadn't stayed together meaning we stayed together, that's why we survived such a long time. We wouldn't have survived very long if we hadn't stayed together. And then we've got mixed conditionals. And a mixed conditional could be a a, a combination between a third and a second conditional. So it could be, for example, a hypothetical past action with a present result, which would be, if he'd been more careful, he'd be alive today. That's, if he'd been more careful, is talking about the past. He'd be alive today is talking about a present consequence, so it's a mixed conditional. If he'd been more careful, he'd been... If he'd been more careful, he'd be alive today. Or you can have a hypothetical present with a past result, which is possible. It's a bit rare, but it's possible. For example, if the government wasn't so corrupt, this would never have happened. If the government wasn't so corrupt, this would never have happened. So the government is corrupt, as a general fact. And because of that general fact, something happened in the past. So the government is very corrupt, and that's why this happened. If the government wasn't so cor- if the government wasn't so corrupt, this would never have happened. That's it, basically. But I'm now just going to go through those um, sentences again, just to give you a chance to repeat them after me, and maybe to highlight some bits of connected speech and stuff. So let's start with the zero conditional. When the sun comes up, the day begins. When the sun comes up. The day begins. Okay. Or when the sun goes down, the night time begins and all the evil monsters come out. When the sun goes down, the night time begins and all the evil monsters come out. Okay. Here's another one. If I talk about zombies, my girlfriend gets scared. Or every time I talk about zombies, my girlfriend gets annoyed. Every time I talk about zombies, my girlfriend gets annoyed. You repeat that. Okay. How about an imperative? If I get bitten, 
Just shoot me in the head before I turn into a zombie. If I get bitten, just shoot me in the head before I turn into a zombie. Turn into what? Let's hear the what there. Wuh, wuh, wuh. Turn into a zombie. If I get bitten, not get bitten, but get bitten. If I get bitten, 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 bitten. If I get bitten, let's say, shoot me in the head before I turn into a zombie. First conditionals. Shh, be quiet. If you make too much noise, you'll attract more zombies. You'll attract. Not you will, but you'll. You'll attract. You'll attract. You'll attract more zombies. Be quiet. If you make too much noise, you'll attract even more zombies. And if we see another zombie again, I'm going to lose my mind. That's That's a bit of a crap sentence. If we see another zombie again, I'll lose my mind. All right. Uh, when we arrive, we'll need to check all the rooms for walkers. When we arrive, we'll need wheel wheel. When we arrive, we'll need to check all the rooms for walkers. Okay, and then as soon as he comes in, as soon as he comes in, as soon as he comes in the room, I'll smash it. It's even difficult for me sometimes. All right, as soon as he comes in the room, I'll smash him in the head with this baseball bat. As soon as he comes in the room, I'll smash him in the head with this baseball bat. Second conditionals. If I met a zombie in real life, I'd probably be fine. I'd probably, I'd, I'd probably be fine. I'd probably becomes I'd probably be fine. Ah, if I met a zombie in real life, I'd probably be fine. You'd be screwed if you met a zombie in real life. You'd be screwed. I reckon I'd survive if a zombie outbreak happened. All right. And, uh, well, if I was a zombie, I'd just stay at home. I'd just stay at home. I'd just... Hear that? I'd... It's not always clear, is it? I'd just... If I were you, I'd get yourself a weapon. If I were you, I'd get yourself a weapon. All right. You can hear the attitude in the guy there. Uh, It's a bit arrogant. If I were you, I'd get yourself a weapon. It's no good walking around uh, empty-handed. You need to get yourself a weapon, mate. If I were you, I'd get yourself a weapon quickly. All right. Third conditionals. These are the tricky ones. If you hadn't saved me, I would have been absolutely fucked. Sorry about the rude words, ladies and gentlemen, but, you know, let's be realistic. If, If zombies did attack, I think that we would be using this kind of language. You know, if you just uh, avoided being killed by zombies, you'd be swearing as well. I think it's quite appropriate in a zombie apocalypse. I think that generally language would become more informal in that situation. I imagine. If you hadn't saved me, I'd have been absolutely fucked. I'd have been. I'd have been. I would have been. I'd have been absolutely fucked if you hadn't saved me. If he'd been more careful, if he'd been... If he'd been more careful, he wouldn't have got bitten. And we we wouldn't have survived very long if we hadn't stayed together. We wouldn't have survived very long if we hadn't stayed together. Okay, let's move on to the mixed conditionals. And these are, these are the last two sentences. If he'd been more careful, he'd be alive today. If he'd been more careful, he'd still be alive today. And if the government wasn't so corrupt, this would never have happened. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that is pretty much it for this episode of Luke's English Podcast. I hope that you've enjoyed it. And just remember that when the zombies do attack, follow the rules that you've picked up in this episode of Luke's English Podcast, and you'll probably be okay. Probably. Don't forget you can read a lot of the things that I've said in this episode on teacherluke.co.uk. And you can also click links to play around with those zombie survival quizzes yourselves. But for now, all I've got to say is just look after yourselves, all right? Just be careful when you're walking around at night. Like if, there's, if you see some suspicious-looking people walking down the street going, maybe they're just drunk, but they could be zombies. Thanks for listening to this episode of Luke's English Podcast. I'll speak to you again very, very soon, if I'm still alive. For now, 
is goodbye. Bye. 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 for listening to Luke's English podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.